Welcome to the King's Church Warrington podcast. Inspirational teaching from our Sunday celebrations. Well, hello and welcome to the King's Church Warrington podcast and to this, which is the third in our series, The New Normal. Uh, I think most of us are aware that right now we have the opportunity for a new normal on an individual and a global level and everything in between. I'm also aware that not everybody is a fan of the expression, a new normal. Uh, I know that, but I think what it expresses is that while no one is quite sure what the next few months holds, we know that the world of the future is ours to shape. Now, let's be honest, that's always been the case. But I think the times that we're in highlight that to us these days can, if we're willing, be a catalyst for change, a turning point, the start of a new normal at every level. In this podcast, we're looking at what it would mean for our new normal to shift from grasping to giving. And we're looking at the story of Zacchaeus in Luke 19, uh, 1 to 10. It goes like this. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. I love how beautifully verse 10 there captures the mission of Jesus to seek and save the lost. We see in his encounter with Jesus that Zacchaeus certainly is lost and is found by Jesus. Literally, Jesus finds him up in that tree. Zacchaeus' meeting with Jesus brings about a new normal for him. To understand the size of the shift, we need to know a bit more about him. Luke tells us that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, but this guy was no civil servant. The way tax collectors worked in that time was they were employed by the occupying Romans. So this is already a pretty unpopular job to hold. And they had a set amount that they had to collect and pay to the Romans. But anything they got on top of that, they were able to keep. That was how they earned their living, essentially by overcharging people for their taxes and keeping the difference. They would do this through intimidation, through violence, through threats. They would have a team of bailiffs who would collect the tax for them, using whatever means they felt necessary and take however much they pleased. As the case was wealthy, so he was obviously pretty good extracting money from people like this. As the case, he spent his life grasping at money and resources to make himself wealthy. But after his meeting with Jesus, this incredible shift occurs and now he's giving his money away half to the poor and a promise to repay anyone he's cheated back fourfold. Zacchaeus has made his wealth cheating people so it's reasonable to expect that he's about to bankrupt himself here. Zacchaeus meets Jesus and he shifts from grasping to giving. Now that's incredible isn't it? But it's just the surface of what's going on here. There's much more to this story 
uh, and there's much more that it has to teach us than just being honest and generous. That's good, and we should be those things, but there's more. It's important to recognise that when Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house, in verse 9, it's not because the case is giving his money away. He hasn't bought his salvation. It wasn't dependent on that financial decision. What this is, is an outward sign, an outworking, the result of the real shift that's taken place in Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus meets Jesus and resolves to change himself. Zacchaeus has spent his lifetime grasping at money, yes, but he's a chief tax collector. He's been grasping at power, at influence, at position. He's built for himself an identity based on that. He's also short. I suspect that in the male-dominated patriarchal society of the day, Zacchaeus has been grasping at some sort of affirmation to make up for the insecurity that that causes. I'm fascinated by Zacchaeus, but I always sort of picture him as looking a bit like Danny DeVito, just kind of strolling around town flanked by these thugs intimidating the poor in the name of the empire. He wouldn't exactly have been popular. He's grasped and grasped this identity and position for himself, but the reality is he's not liked. He's surrounded by people who probably aren't really friends. All the grasping hasn't worked. He's not affirmed. The identity he's built for himself isn't satisfactory. He's despised by the people around him. That much is obvious from the reaction of the crowd. Just like Zacchaeus, no amount of grasping at things for ourselves in this world, be it money, power, stuff, trinkets, a job, casual relationships, car, house, whatever, none of it will provide the affirmation, the security of who we are, that we all need so we grasp at one thing and it doesn't work we grasp at the next thing it doesn't work and so on and so on then jesus shows up in town how does the case go to see jesus he climbs up a tree because he's sure and he wants to see him and there's not much chance of a crowd filled with people he spent a lifetime robbing letting him queue jump I suspect as well as the case probably knows that jesus is unlikely to approve of his business practices so one of the hallmarks of the church about 2020, I think, is our sudden visibility. Our meetings are now online for everybody to see amidst the chaos and confusion of the world at the moment. Many people are looking for answers and are looking towards Jesus. But like Zacchaeus, maybe they feel that they can't see past the crowd. So they climb a tree and they watch and they wait from a distance. I just want you to think for a minute about the position your life was in before you came to Jesus. Take a moment to put yourself back in the shoes of someone seeking Jesus for the first time. Perhaps you were broken, scared, anxious, racked by self-guilt and doubt. Perhaps you were just unsure. If that's how you're feeling, which option are you going to take? The large crowd where you're worried you won't fit in or worse, that you'll be judged, rejected or the hidden vantage point of the tree? I'll be honest, I'd have been in the tree. Then Jesus presents Zacchaeus with an invite to be part of his life. We know, don't we, that that same invite is extended to everyone, everywhere. The fact that you're listening to this probably means that you've accepted it. But in Zacchaeus's case, at this point, the crowd now becomes a problem. They're more interested in pointing out Zacchaeus's failings and sin than they are at pointing him towards Jesus. 
But Jesus isn't interested in what the crowd thought of Zacchaeus and he isn't interested in what the world thinks of you. And I just want to remind you of that for two reasons. Firstly, because sometimes it's easy, even though we know that Jesus isn't interested in what the world might think of us, to still let it affect us to pick back up the burdens we laid down at the cross and grasp back onto them when Jesus wants us to give them to him so that we can walk free of them. If that struck a chord with you, then can I encourage you right now, pause this podcast, pray and release these things from your grasp. Give them back to Jesus. So the burdens of failure, of brokenness, of regret, embarrassment, of whatever it is of your past that are still niggling at you, that are still holding your, you back, can be given over to the saviour who died to set you free from them don't hesitate hit pause stop listening to me and start talking to jesus the second reason i wanted to remind you of that is because one of the incredible things about this story is how markedly and radically zacchaeus is different after he meets Jesus. Nobody would look at him anymore and see someone who was just like everybody else. This guy was different. In a world, particularly an online world, that revels in pointing out people's failings and tearing others down to build ourselves up, we can stand out from the crowd. One of the ways we can stand out from the crowd is to see people with all the baggage, all the past mistakes, all the mess, and not make it our focus. Don't point out people's failings. Point them towards Jesus. Now hear me well on this. This isn't an excuse to act however we want without conscience or consequence far from it. Jesus tells Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And Zacchaeus welcomes him gladly. Before I said that Zacchaeus' salvation didn't come because he started doling out the cash. Instead, it comes at this point when Zacchaeus welcomes Jesus gladly. Because the shift, the real shift that brings about Zacchaeus' new normal is when he stops grasping at things to make an identity and security for himself and instead gives himself to Jesus. Zacchaeus is able to happily, drastically turn from grasping at money and influence to giving it away because he's moved from grasping at stuff to build an unsatisfactory identity for himself to finding a secure one when he gives himself to Jesus. He's set free from the need to grasp and is now able to give. When Jesus tells the crowd, this man too is a son of Abraham, he's restoring Zacchaeus to his place in God's family that he'd felt rejected from because of the way he'd lived his life. There's so much more to this than Jesus just inviting himself to dinner to discuss Zacchaeus' financial affairs. It's an invite to restoration, to affirmation, to salvation. It's an invite and an opportunity to change. Zacchaeus is changed because of his encounter with Jesus. The sudden shift from grasping to giving in Zacchaeus isn't the means of his salvation, not at all. Half his money to the poor and a fourfold repayment to all the people he cheated would have been a princely sum, but it was a button compared to the life of the Prince of Peace, which was the actual cost of his salvation. But this is the result of his salvation. It's the evidence of it. We're no longer looking at Zacchaeus and seeing his failings in his past. Now we see a new man, a new person living in a new normal. 
2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. So chaos is new normal, our new normal. When we encounter Jesus, when we give ourselves to him, it isn't just a new way of doing things. We are made new. That's why the burdens of our past aren't ours to carry anymore. That's why we don't or we shouldn't anyway look at people around us and point out their failings and shortcomings. That's why we don't follow the same standards and rules as everybody else. Just because the TV or the radio or social media or your favourite politician says it's okay, we know and act differently because we're following Jesus. That's why the world should look at us and go, hang on a minute, there's something different about you. Is that true of you? Will people look at you and your life and see the evidence of the change that comes from encountering Jesus. If you're not sure, then now would be a good ton, a good point to pause the podcast and ask the Holy Spirit to search you, to reveal to you some of the areas that, that might need to change, some of the things that might need to be given to Jesus. This talk is titled, From Grasping giving and I'm convinced that most people listening to this aren't grasping like Zacchaeus at things that don't really belong to us if you are stop it but those of us who are followers of Jesus the thing that's really been stirred in me as I prepared this was that actually while it's hopefully true that we aren't graspers in the same way that Zacchaeus was it's probably true that we're grasping onto things that we should have let go of or should be willing to let go of I think the situation around the world at the moment has highlighted this more than ever. See, it would be quite easy here, I think, to draw a comparison between the sort of obvious graspers and givers of 2020, the people panic buying toilet roll and the people donating at food banks. I know which camp most of you listening to this are in, and that's good. But you don't need a podcast. You don't need me to tell you that giving to the poor is a good thing to do. Most of you listening to this will have been doing it far longer than I have anyway. But if we really want to see the world changed in the ways that Zacchaeus was changed, if we really want 2020 to be the start of the new normal, then I think we need to be willing to let go of more, to give more. See, just as the world was starting, it seemed, to tentatively recover from the devastating impacts of COVID-19, it was once again rocked by the ugly an inescapable fact that the evil of racism is still alarmingly present in our society. For me, one of the most instructive things that Jesus says that kind of resonates in my life is in Matthew 25. In verse 40, Jesus is talking about uh, how he's going to kind of separate the people at the end of time. And there's one group who he says to, Truly I tell you, uh, whatever you do for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you do for me. And then verse 45 mirrors it and he says, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Why am I talking about this? Well, I, I've realised that while I'm in absolutely no position to talk about racism, I, I'm not, I've never experienced it. I know nothing personally of the struggle that my brothers and sisters whose skin is a different colour or whose voice sounds different to mine face. What these times have highlighted is that all is necessary all that is necessary for their suffering to continue is for others like me to ignore it. 
to dismiss it as not my cause, not my problem, not happening in my country. Because to engage with it is uncomfortable. To speak out about it might be costly. People might disagree, people might not like me. I'm grasping onto my own comfort and convenience instead of giving it up, giving it to Jesus and standing up for the least of my brothers and sisters. And I'm sorry. If you're listening to this and and you've experienced racism, I'm sorry to the people that have been affected by that, that I've not spoken up for you until now. And that's an attitude that, that I repent of. I will no longer put grasping at my own comfort and security above giving whatever is necessary and whatever I can, no matter how small, in serving the least of my brothers and sisters, wherever and whoever they are. Gavin Calvert, who's the head of the Evangelical Alliance, says that the church in 2020 needs to be braver and kinder. I think we do kind well as the church, but I think we sometimes grasp onto things that stop us being as brave and as bold as we should be. It's right, for example, that we feed the hungry, but we should also be bold enough to stand up and say that it's not right that in this day and age, in this country, there are children within walking distance of your house. If you live in Warrington, where I assume most people are listening to this, ah, uh, there are people within walking distance of your house who live in poverty that there are adults who in the last few months, if the church hadn't fed them, wouldn't have eaten. We need to be willing to both kneel beside the broken and the downtrodden and then to stand up and speak up on their behalf. The story of Zacchaeus finishes with Jesus saying, the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Jesus does everything necessary for the lost to be saved when he goes to the cross. Then he tasks us with telling them about it. How do we do that? We have to be willing to release our grasp on some things. So we look different, so we sound different. So the change that comes from giving yourself to Jesus is evident in us as a new creation. Then we need to tell people. That makes some of us nervous. Why? Because I want to suggest that there's something that we're grasping onto more tightly than the mission and the call of following Jesus. What is it that stops you from sharing the good news of Jesus that has impacted and changed your life? What are you still grasping hold of that gets in the way of that? Again, this might be a good point to pause and pray about it. Invite the Holy Spirit in to show you what needs to be given over, then give it. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you came to seek and save the lost. Thank you that you came to mean that we don't have to grasp at things to build our identity and our security, but when we give ourselves to you, we find that truly, we are truly set free from that to live as your disciples. Holy Spirit, would you search us now? Would you lead us now? Would you point us now to the things that we are still grasping onto that we need to let go of so that the world can see us as different, so that the world can see us as changed by you, so that we can continue in your mission of seeking and saving the lost, so that we can point the world to a new normal 
of giving rather than grasping so that we can point the world to an encounter with you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.